Welcome to today's podcast by Preacher, as he provides sound teaching on the pure and undiluted truth of God's Word, with life application that inspires you to live a holy life pleasing to God. We pray that these teachings will inspire you to live out your faith daily with confidence, be assured of your salvation in Christ, and God's unconditional love for you. The book of Matthew, the 28th chapter, and beginning with the first verse, you would find these words so recorded. After the Sabbath, as Sunday morning was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the grave. Suddenly there was a strong earthquake, and an angel of the Lord came down from heaven. He rolled the stone away and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid that they trembled and became like dead men. The angel spoke to the women. You must not be afraid, he said. I know you're looking for Jesus, who was nailed to the cross. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come here to the place where he lay. Go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead, and now he is going to Galilee ahead of you. There you will see him. Remember what I have told you. So they left the grave in a hurry, afraid and yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Peace be with you. They came up to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Do not be afraid, Jesus said to them. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Lord, help us to understand what Matthew is trying to tell us about what happened on that day of so long ago. I don't guess I would have to go too far to know that this is a very special day by looking at you. You look so beautiful this morning, so handsome. And then there are so many of you. I suppose it is Easter, the one time of the year. Well, there's two times of the year. If I couldn't go to church any other time, it would be at Christmas time and it would be at Easter. And if I had anything new to wear, I would wear it at Easter time because it would signify, to myself at least, and to anyone that wanted to observe, that I do believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and the renewal of life. Now... It's a happy time for us, or it ought to be, but I want you to know that my Easter was just a little bit marred this year. Two things happened. One, a dear friend of mine asked me my age, and then I was informed just a few moments before he asked me, maybe 30 minutes before, I was told that the Easter bunny wasn't going to come to see me anymore. And that's a fact. And so I told my friend that asked my age, I told him, I said, well, I'm not going to tell you my age, but I'll tell you that I'm old enough now that the Easter Bunny is not going to come to see me anymore. And I couldn't tell him my age because I know that if he lives long enough, he's going to reach my age, and that'd be a great disappointment to him, you see. <laughs> but this is a day that we rejoice. And why not these souls of ours, if they're ever going to sing, this would be the day uh, that they would sing because of what the, uh, what the angel said. The tomb is empty. And if you don't believe what I'm telling you, come and see. Oh, this world of ours, the 
it is filled with hardship and difficulty. And we come to this place of where we stop for a moment to know that it all has meaning. And what the angel has said to us and to the world is the thing that makes all the difference in the world. This astounding and amazing thing uh, that we think of when we think about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that within itself would be something to boggle the mind. But you think with me, Father, what it really means to you and to me to know that Jesus Christ came back from the dead. And that even boggles the mind more. You see, I deal with this almost daily, trying to use my mind to think from one Sunday to the other about the greatness of the glory of God. And I tell you, dear friends, it is something that never grows old. It is something that my soul needs to hear every day and longs to hear and to be reminded of what has been given to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. This unbelievable thing uh, that has come to us uh, when we know that this world of ours is filled with trouble and difficulties and hardship, there comes a place within our life where that we know that even if life was stripped of all of its other means, and yet we could hold on to this one thing, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and what it can mean and does mean to this soul of mine, that would still be enough in life to make life worth the effort to live. Maybe we need to see again this great day through the lives of those who were involved in the situation so long ago. To come to a deeper and a greater appreciation of what this day meant to them and can mean to us. And now this is a beautiful day for us, though it's trying to rain out there. But think back with me. On that first Easter morning so many years ago, it was not a very happy occasion. It was a bleak day, to say the least. Because there was one that was there that had watched the Lord Jesus Christ down the cross that we know as John. And we remember this one as the very young, young man of the group. Almost too young to be a man yet, but he was at that point. And oh, how he loved the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know because the scripture tells us that he was such a, a fine young man that the Lord Jesus Christ loved him too in a very dear way. And then here with John on this morning, he knew that Jesus was dead. He watched him die on the cross. And yet this man had not so many years upon him that uh, he had grown cynical about the world. He had not lived so long that he had been betrayed so many times uh, that he had become confused. He was still in that place within his life where he was more innocent than he was anything else. And so on this particular morning when the news came to him that the tomb was empty and, and he heads in that direction, Almost something that is unbelievable. He had been dealt a mighty blow. It was a bleak morning for him. And then you think about John. He did exactly what you and I would do when tragedy strikes. He went to the strongest person he knew to be with. So he could be reassured and comforted. He went to Peter. And on this morning they were together. Now you think about Peter for a moment. Here is a man that they tell us was a rock-hewing man. He was a sort of a man's man in a way. And he was a man that 
had come to grips with life long ago. The years had accumulated on him. And he knew this world was not all it was cracked up to be. And he was the type of person who could talk a better religion than he could fulfill. And we remember him. The thing that he did when the Lord Jesus Christ needed him so very much. We remember that before Jesus came to Jerusalem, Peter was with Jesus. And Jesus told him he had to go to Jerusalem and what he was going to suffer and die. You remember it was Peter who tried to stop him. And then Peter... Well, he was saying the right things. He said, well, Lord, I'm going to go with you. And the rest of them forsake you. I'm not going to. And so we move now to Jerusalem and we know what happened. One of the worst things in the life of this man happened to him. You remember when the Lord Jesus Christ was being tried at night? And it was a cool night and the guards had a fire out there in the courtyard. And there stood Peter by the fire and the little girl standing there by the fire recognized Peter and, and accused him of being one of the followers of Christ. And you remember that when Jesus was on trial, the soul of man was being weighed in the balance. Jesus was so alone, no one to stand with him. And Peter in all probability could hear what was going on and see what was going on. But you remember that he denied his blessed Lord of even knowing him. And now as we look back on time and we ask Peter as he was standing there by the fire. And ask Peter, Peter, what were you doing by the fire? And about the best he could say was that I was warming myself by the fire. Warming myself while the fate of the world was being weighed in the balance. I wonder if we're doing any better today. I wonder. The world is in a revolution. There are things that are happening today. And I wonder about us as we stand in the position of Peter of long ago with the Lord Jesus Christ and have the glorious opportunity to make a witness as the church has never before. The world is hungry for what we have to give. And I wonder if when time passes and look back on us and the question is asked of us, what were you doing when the world was being weighed in the balance? And I wonder if we would come to the place to have to say, I was only warming myself by the fire. Oh, how comfortable we are. How comfortable we are. Sad story, really, when you look at this picture of this disciple. If ever a man was in need, it was Peter. And so they tell us that he wept when he realized what he had done. It doesn't tell us how long he wept. It doesn't tell us that how he spent those sleepless, those sleepless nights. If you had have done what Peter did on that night of so long ago, you'd probably drop out of church and, and wouldn't show up again. And people have dropped out of the church for lesser things than that. And isn't that a tragedy? And Peter's his disappointment in himself turned to bitterness and into hate for himself. And I have watched this work its way in the hearts of men and women before. It always comes out of tragedy. Would to God that we'd be as wise as this man of long ago and know that there's an answer for us with the Lord Jesus Christ. Day of heartbreak and unbelievable sorrow. There was another person there too that morning that was not a very cheerful morning for her. And we know her as Mary, a bleak morning. It was for her, and 
Oh, her hurt must have been compounded more than, than the other two that I mentioned, certainly more than John. And I am led to believe that her hurt was even greater and deeper uh, than Peter's hurt ever possibly could be. We remember this woman as the one that the Lord Jesus Christ rescued from a group of people that was going to stone her to death, rescued her from the law in a fashion. And we remember this one as standing there watching the one that had befriended her as seemingly the only human being upon the face of this earth that we have knowledge of that really put forth a hand to help her without hurting her was the Lord Jesus Christ. And so there she stood at the foot of the cross watching this one human being that had given her back her dignity and her sanity. Watch him die. The only real friend seemingly that she had. She knew that he was dead. What a tragedy. Well, we know what something of that means because we have lost loved ones. That had meant a great deal to us. And then, a little later, it became a day of decision and fantastic action. All started when the angel said, He is not here. He is, is up and about. He's gone to do the will of God. Come and look at the empty tomb if you care to. And it all started with that empty tomb. And as soon as John got inside of the tomb and saw the thing was open, it was enough for him to believe that Jesus was alive. Now it's interesting to note that when you read these stories, the emphasis is placed exactly where I put them. Uh, that John, young in years, was e easily able to bridge the gap in his faith. And he knew that Jesus was alive. But now look at Peter. It wasn't so easy for him. He was a little bit more, he was cynical, you see. It was hard for him to believe. And it says, one writer tells us he didn't stop at the tomb door. He, he went immediately into the tomb. He never slowed down. Rushed into the tomb and looked around. He had to go inside and before he was satisfied that Jesus had really come back from the dead. And then he could believe. They came running and they left running. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you and I, hearts could be set apart again this morning and in the deepest citadel of our soul that we would know beyond all shadow of a doubt that Jesus is alive and he belongs to us and we belong to him. Oh, this day would come alive again for you and for me. And what a joy that would be. Our souls would have to say there wouldn't be any other way. But there was this other person there, Mary. She knew this cold, cruel world. And she knew what it could do, how mean it could be, and how cruel. And she had lost. She had lost the battle. She had given up. She had given up. And when she saw the tomb, it didn't make a difference the stone was rolled away. She still didn't believe. You see, there was an impossibility for her to believe. Her hurt was too great. Her hurt was too great. She saw the one that she cared for and the one that helped her. She saw him slowly, painfully die. She is the one that helped put his body in that tomb. She knew he was dead. 
She knew what a dead body was like because she had handled a dead body. And as she was the realist, you see, she knew. Oh, we brag about being a realist. Well, she was a realist. She knew. And she knew the only thing that could have happened is someone had stolen his body away. And she was so busy weeping buckets of tears. And what it said, her eyes were so full of tears she couldn't see the Lord. That's a real possibility because there are things in this world will make you cry. And she had her mind and her heart set and her eyes on that tomb in such a way that she knew that the body of Christ was in there. She had put it in there. And then for it to be gone, she knew what the situation was. Couldn't be any other question about it at all. She knew exactly what the answer was. And I want to tell you, dear friends, we can become so involved in this crazy, chaotic, mixed-up world that you and I are in and become so preoccupied in life and with life and with those things that happen to us that it blocks out the Lord Jesus Christ and what it does, it's a tragedy. It's an interesting thing. It is always so with God's people. Trace the thread of it through the Old Testament. When God's people thought that he was the farthest away from them, that was the very moment that God was trying to decide what to do with them. Here, Mary in the garden again thought that Jesus Christ was gone forever. And he was in touching distance of it. Isn't that interesting? And it's no different for you and for me today. It's the same. That is the Easter message. And Jesus spoke to her, and she was still so preoccupied. She saw him to be the gardener. Oh, what thoughts that provoked within my own heart. She took them to be the gardener. Did the resurrected Christ smell like the garden, the shrubs and the flowers in the garden? Or did he smell like the good earth that the gardener is always working with? And no matter, she thought him to be the gardener. And then she realized it was the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. What emotion does this release? When he finally began to speak, she knew it was Christ. Now look at the situation. John was able to see just the stone roll back. He believed. Peter was able to go in the tomb and walk around, and then he believed. And Mary had to lay her eyes on him in order to believe. Somewhere between John and Mary, we all have our being. You see, dear friends, this is the message of Easter. It doesn't make any difference how young you are out there. Jesus has the answer for your life to set it free. It doesn't make any difference if you're a Peter and you've failed everything that you have ever tried to do. You've made a mess out of it. Jesus has a word for you that is fantastic. It doesn't make any difference if you have found that this world is for upside down and inside out, as Mary, and can make no sense out of it. I want you to know that you have a resurrected Savior this morning can make it make sense because you believe in him. And then this day is one that is filled with tremendous meaning. Oh, to believe. I believe. I believe.
Thanks for listening. Hope you were blessed. We pray the Holy Spirit will make you a doer of His words, finishing the work He started and making you more like Christ for the transformation of this world and preparation for heaven. 